Welcome to the podcast where we talk about what we do matters. Hi, this is Bob Howard. And if you've ever asked yourself, what does it take to be a leader? Well, then today is your day. So the four qualities we're going to be reviewing today are effective communication, ethical and honest, emotional intelligence and vision. So effective communications is number one. Ethical and honest is number two. Emotional intelligence is number three. And then uh, coming in fourth is vision. So those would be the main areas that we're going to be talking about today. So when you take a look at um, effective communication, that was number one with 31% of the individuals choosing that as their top skill that a leader needs to have. And you can see with George Bernard Shaw, the single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it's taken place. And isn't that the truth? I know throughout my whole career, it's only gotten more challenging and more difficult to make sure that one is communicating effectively. I know that when I take a look at the workplace as the internet, social media, and all the different ways for people to communicate, text messaging. As we mentioned, social media, you have your email, you got your communication platforms on your intranets, you have your CRM, you have team meetings, you might have all on boards. So there's so many different ways that people are going to communicate and all this information is coming in and can be overwhelming. And all employees, all coworkers, all account managers, they have such small amounts of time to get a lot of work completed. So they have to go through and take a look and say, this is the most important part of the day. And this seems important to me. So I'm going to look at it. And I'm going to read it. Now, a lot of times as a leader, if you send out an email, you might assume that everyone's going to read it. So then you might say, hey, I communicated that out to the team. Everyone knows what's going on. But based on my past experience, that is definitely not the way of communication. So I wanted to talk about a little bit was the four different ways that improve when you're doing effective two-way communication. And the reason why I'm going to say two-way communication is it's one thing to send the information out to an employee or your team members or your peers and believe that that's been communicated out. But in order for it to be really, truly effective is you have to have the ability for who you're communicating with to provide you feedback to be part of the information loop and be able to communicate to us as a leader without any fear of any type of retribution or any type of negative impact to them or their business for sharing that information. So to me, that's what really starts to make it effective because they're listening to you and then you're listening to them. And then in the end, what is the net result of all of that. Why is it important? We all know it is. But when you take a look at it, right, and you take a look at trust, it, automatically having it is going to be 
having mutual respect with no fear of retribution. You know, that was the one thing I talked about. Everyone's going to feel much more trustworthy of the people that they work with and for when they know they can trust their leader. Also, you know, no ambiguity from a overall standpoint, just as humans, right? If we're looking at something and we're getting information in, we're going to look at what is being communicated. And if there's blanks, you're not getting all the information you thought you were going to get, then you're going to start to fill that in based on your past experiences. Maybe it's the right information. Maybe that's what I wanted to communicate, but it's missing at that point. So they're filling it in based on what they believe it would be. If you're doing it well and you're effectively doing it, it's clear. There is no question about what you're trying to communicate. So that's all good. Improve morale. That kind of goes without saying, in my opinion, right? When people feel that they've been heard and that they are being informed, then at least maybe they don't agree with it, but at least at the end of the day, they'll stop and say to myself, I felt heard. So I at least feel good about where I'm working. And then you might take a look at the last one, right? Which is one of the more important ones. Also is improving productivity and employee retention. So over the last few years, you know, it's changed a little bit around some of the reasons why somebody might leave an organization. But someone told me people always quit bosses, right? That they're not necessarily quitting the company. Not that that can't be one of the reasons, but they quit their boss. Couldn't agree with it any more than that. Take a look at what they call the great resignation. All the Gallup poll data shows that you know, what you would think as the normal reasons about, you know, um, as they say here, great resignation, less in industry, role or pay issue, as it more is a workplace issue. And that's true. So I don't really have to get more into that. But that's why the communication part is just so important when we're out there working with our folks, right? So then we go over to uh, the second point in the presentation, which is ethical and honest. And that came in at 28%. And this one, you know, is an important part of the whole equation about as a leader, why it's important. And Spencer Johnson said, integrity is telling myself the truth. Honesty, on the other hand, is telling the truth to other people. That is probably the hardest part. Being able to understand the issue you're facing. We can take so many examples. A simple one would be you're not meeting a deadline for a customer. So when you go and you have that communication with the customer, if you're calling them up front and you're describing to them the issues that you're having, and you know it's going to be hard to deliver that message, you still do it, right? Honesty is telling the truth to the other individual. 
I use three examples um, that when I think about what I would call leaders, people who have exemplified all the different things that we're talking about, being honest and sharing that data. I think all three are amazing people. All three have faced a lot of different hardships. All three have honesty and humility as part of who they are. I'll just talk quickly to, you know, the statement from the Dalai Lama. So when you look at what the Dalai Lama says is if you're honest, truthful, and transparent, people trust you. People trust you. You have no grounds for fear, suspicion, or jealousy. Nelson Mandela, great peacemakers, are all people of integrity, of honesty, and humility. And if someone hasn't faced such hardship in their lives and eventually succeed and lead their people to peace and freedom, I don't know who could represent that any better than Nelson Mandela. And then Mother Teresa with honesty and transparency make it vulnerable. vulnerable. Vulnerable, but be honest and transparent anyways. And that, again, comes right back to what we were discussing before, is having the ability to share that information, knowing that's not going to be there. So that's probably really one of the areas that's the hardest thing for a leader to prove, is that ethical and honest aspect to it. But they can only base that over time. If you make a commitment with your company or your teammates and your, you know, your coworkers, follow through on it. And if it's not good news, you still have to get out there and explain what's going on. And there's been times in my life, whether it was with a customer, an employee, a coworker, where you're really not looking forward to delivering the message because it's one that you know it's not going to go over well. But what I believe happens is it builds, again, that trust. People know that they're honest, that what they say they're going to do, they do. And if it's a hard message, they're going to at least let me know it. So that does at least help them be happy about where they work. So I think that is very, very important. Emotional intelligence, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on this, but in my eyes, it's critical as a leader that you really, truly understand what emotional intelligence stands for. And it was two professors in the 90s who coined that phrase when they were doing a research paper, and it was John Meyer of UNH and Peter Salovey of Yale. And there's a lot of data, research, and everything else behind that. But when you take a look, the four what I'll call pillars, or I forget the exact term that they used, perception of emotion, the understanding of emotion, the use of that emotion to help facilitate thinking and adapt to various situations, and then the management of that emotion. And to me, that's important. So one, you have to be truthful about your own feelings. 
and what you're thinking. So if at any given time, we were talking previously about honesty and ethics. So you know you're facing something that you have to go and communicate out to people. So what's important here is that you understand, let's say, the emotion you're feeling. And you also understand and are thinking about the emotions of the other individuals that are going to be on the receiving end of that communication. That's at least the start into that understanding of the perception of it and then the understanding of it and what the potential trajectories are based on the information you're going to be communicating. And then when you take a look at one of the biggest parts is that use of emotion to facilitate the thinking and adapt the activities is uh, an area where I can probably give you an easy example because so many times when salespeople are building up a book of business, you don't want to call cold call, right? It's not the happiest thing or the best thing or the most exciting thing to do, but it's critical. So you get on the phone, you're calling people, you're getting a lot of voicemail, you're getting a, hey, yeah, we're all set. We have another vendor we're using. Thanks for calling. And you just keep plugging away, trying to overcome, get the opportunity to quote. And then all of a sudden you have someone who is listening to you and you're excited and they say, yeah, you know what? Why don't you give me a quote? This is what I'm looking for. So you're excited. You hang up the phone because you're going to do the quote right away, right? Because that tends to be a lot of times what we're going to do. Um, I suggest that when you think about the emotion you're feeling, the positive effect of it, and you're telling people about it, is to stop and use that energy and emotion and get back on the phone and call out again to the next person. Because if you finally get another person online, you're really going to be so excited to have it. And they're going to be excited because they're going to hear it. So that's an area where you're listening to it, you're understanding it. The uh, emotion is coming through over the phone or video call or in person. That's going to be a huge benefit to you. And then the last part was the management of it and trying to come up with specific situations and different ways to help with short-term and long-term emotional regulation. As we get older, a lot of times that happens and sometimes the opposite. Sometimes as we age, I might get cranky about something, right? Um, but that's so important. And then um, I don't have the rest of the information to go with this. I put a link in the slideshow, and I'm going to try to put it in the notes under Nobo, which is a free online platform for educational courses. Really cool. I suggest people check it out. But they absolutely have all the data and science behind the research showing those positive links between emotional intelligence and enhanced job performance. And it's there, you'll see it, the studies behind it, but it absolutely benefits leaders. And as they've gone through that research, it shows, and I'm pointing to it to my screen, you can't see it, but experts in the field, they benefit from it uh, overall in an organization. And they're beginning to view leadership as a process of social interactions where leaders motivate, influence, guide, and empower followers to achieve organizational goals. So hopefully out of this short little 
video and communication and what I'll put up on my podcast, you'll be able to at least think a little bit about it more and what and how you can use those four skills. I mean, obviously, there's a lot more qualities and skills, a leader, CEO, VP, sales manager, coworker, family member can utilize. But these four are important, right? And the fourth one overall, when we take a look at it, is going to be vision. That's 16%. I was surprised it was last. But then I thought about it and I said, if you don't have a leader who is effective two-way communication, doesn't have the emotional intelligence and isn't ethical, then the vision is going to be not as important in that aspect. So for me, I said people are more important in knowing that they can look to the leader for that. And that makes them happy and more productive and feel valued in the workplace. And to me, I really started thinking about, you know, what is vision versus envisioning versus, um, well, actually just those two, let's say for now, there's some other stuff I could go over. And then in the the end part, which is how do you get to the point of execution? So whether you're thinking about how do I get a new customer I can envision that I'm going to get millions of dollars from X, Y, and Z corporation, right? You're excited. I can envision it. Um, And then you have a vision of the products and solutions that are going with it. But then you have to start executing on that vision. And there's going to be a lot of trial and error at times. A lot of, like we were talking about, quotes. Quotes you're going to win, quotes you're going to lose. But in the end, are you bringing value to that customer? One of the things that... I presented a few years ago during a sales kickoff and what I'm changing my podcast name to is what we do matters. And I'm going to get into a lot more information down the road, but what we do does matter, especially when you consider whatever product or service you're offering somebody, every little thing that you do, whether you're the front facing customer uh, salesperson, technical person, purchasing, whatever that happens to be, you need to have the vision and understanding that everything that everybody's doing as a team is what matters to help that customer out with their final delivery of that solution to their mission. Thank you for listening today. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to shoot me an email at bob at whatwedomattersnow.com. Thank you.